Welcome back to episode 21 of the Openly Nerdy Podcast. Uh, man, we took two weeks off, right, Sean? One week. One week. Well, Thanksgiving. Te- technically, we've been away for two weeks, but yeah, it, one week off for Thanksgiving, so we didn't record one week. Yeah, we have yeah. one. We have one hop. We have one one week hop between episodes. Yep, yep. But so we're well rested at this point. But you know, we had Thanksgiving and ate a lot of food. I'm pretty sure I gained a ton of weight. Food coma uh, for a week. Yeah, that too. Um, so, <laughs> how was your Thanksgiving, Sean? It was low key. We did what the world is doing. We did a a Zoom a Zoom uh, Thanksgiving. You know, yeah. hung out with family online. So, yeah, nothing bad. It was good. Good food. We did um, Cornish game hens instead of turkey. Nice. We did ham ourselves. Nice. We usually do ham, too, because I really don't care for turkey. I think it's the most bland and dry of the birds. You know, you cook it, goodness, it's juicy. It just doesn't have flavor. Yeah. You know, I'm not a fan. Like, chicken's better. Duck is the best if, it, if it's cooked right. Um, but turkey just never does it for me. So, like, yeah. we'll do turkey and ribs or turkey and ham. Mm-hmm. or something you know every yeah, year I, I kind of feel the same way about turkey it's really dry like it really depends on how you cook it i know yeah. that some people were doing turducken this year so you know turkey with a duck with a chicken <laughs> basically so you're ruining a, a chicken and a duck basically uh, yeah i mean you get the gaminess of the duck and some of the fattiness of the chicken I guess in the fattiness of the duck too. If you cook the duck right, there's no, there's no game to the duck. If you cook it right, it's just straight. It's straight, like all dark meat chicken. It's fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I like rich, rich and sweet. If you have a, if you cooked wrong, it's terrible. But here, but see, that's where like stuffing the duck into the turkey with the chicken inside the duck into the turkey, like works out. Cause then you get all that flavor in the turkey. That's typically pretty dry. I'd rather stick a pig into a cow and do a spit in the backyard. (laughs) Let's work on that for next, for next Thanksgiving. (laughs) You know how us Filipinos do it though, right? We have the the pig. Yeah. Hell yeah. So hell yeah. I've been to those parties with your family. Uh Uh-huh. I've been there. Yeah. It's been a while though. Like I I really miss that. The first time, the first time I had it, we were at, at, at Herman's house and the whole pigs on the table. I'm like, yo, just cut something from that and bring it to me. Dude, I want to see you cut the, like, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Like seeing a <laughs> whole pig on the, on the thing. We didn't, we don't get down like that, you know, at my house. So it took me a, took me a minute uh, to get used to it. And then, you know, as we're eating at a party later, I'm watching, I'm watching the dude chop the pig up and I'm like, yo, just stack it on the plate, bro. Hook <laughs> <laughs> it up real, real fat over here. <laughs> so you know yeah, yeah it's good stuff yeah man some so, of that again right now i know right so what news do we have from this past week or maybe two weeks right if you have any it's news like a week and a half we kinda, i kind of right. skip most of the week because it's just like you know it's all by the point we get here if it's more than a week uh but one notable thing is david prowse the actor who played darth vader not the voice who was in the suit passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, people read Darth Vader died and was like, Oh my God, James Earl Jones died. You know? And I'm like, Oh, Oh, calm down and read the article. <laughs> right. Okay. It's, it's, it's a two man game for playing Darth Vader. There's the dude in the suit and the dude in the sound booth. 
because the dude in the suit had this thick German accent. I guess the story I read was that he was offered the part of either Darth Vader or Chewbacca because he was a bodybuilder, a big dude. And he chose Darth Vader because people remember the villains. Mm-hmm. Now, in this case, people love Chewbacca and love Vader. So either one he went with would have been an iconic role for him. You know yeah, but I mean? most people still remember Vader at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge che- Chewie fan, but that's just, that's just me. Do you remember che- what David Prowse only lines were in the original trilogy? No. You were right, Luke. You were right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, unrelated to news, I've been watching a lot of Goldberg's reruns because they're on late at night. And it's a super nerdy show from the eight about the eighties mm-hmm. and the kids shirts say revenge of the Jedi, which was the title of the third movie before they changed it to return. I'm like, dude, they're, they're so legit. They got the misprint posters and shirts, which is friggin' amazing. Mm-hmm. Like those, that's worth money right now. Like I want one of those posters. That's fantastic. I mean, it's likely those were reprints just for the show too. Still pretty cool though. <laughs> on this like, dude, that's awesome. The fact that they went to that detail. Of having the original title on stuff I'm like that's that's fantastic. Um, Charlie Hunnam, Hunnam weighs in on reprising his role as Jax Teller. I think you listed that one. Um, mm-hmm. Everything I've read he says he's just not he's not going to do it again. No, but I don't not. know. If, yeah, he's, he's he's done with it. Yeah, People Magazine basically interviewed him again, and they kind of revisited this whole idea of him coming back to do Jax Teller. In like flashback scenes or something either flashback scenes or just coming back as Jax teller and he uh straight up was like no that that was a rough time <laughs> he, he he loves the character but i think the toll it took on him that's a to rough play that yeah. character was he's yeah. like i'm done like that was great at the time but it was rough and I, i'm done yeah i'm done yeah with that. that that last season you told he's kind of done with it because he was starting to slip into his British accent that he has naturally, like he covered up the accent less in, in that last season. Oh, At wow. Times like, oh, I heard it. I heard it there because I just, I just watched it again for the umpteenth time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge SOA fan. I watch Mayans now, but they couldn't even bring him into Mayans because they mentioned him all the time as being dead. And it's part of the thing that, you know, one of the guys I promised that Jackson would do this for him. So we're going to mm-hmm. keep our word yeah. um, for what he did. So there's just no way in the, in the current stuff that he would even be. Unless it was a flashback scene. I see. I gotcha. You know? I gotcha. He's yeah. he's very dead in the universe. This is not Marvel. They don't come back from the dead in, in, in Sons of right. Anarchy. <laughs> right. Unless he's like some sort of like spirit of vengeance, right? No, right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Goes Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, David Ramsey's returning to the Arrowverse in a mystery character on Legends of Tomorrow. People are speculating Green Lantern. Uh-huh. You know, that's because that's one. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the main one I've seen. He, he, is, on. he is coming back as John Diggle in the other four TV series that are within the Arrowverse. So Green Arrow or Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, um, and then one other one as well. So he's reprising his well, role as John Diggle. He's not going but, back in Arrow because that's over. Well, okay. So whatever. <laughs> I, doesn't yeah. matter. Like the point is that like he's coming back as John Diggle. Nice. Is his character John Diggle, but for Legends of Tomorrow, like you said, it's as a mystery character. And my bets are Green Lantern as well. Of course. Some well, a Green Lantern, not the right. Green Lantern, but a Green Lantern. 
because there are thousands and thousands of lanterns. Well, there's a whole core of lanterns, yeah. but there's I think like four or five in on Earth. I'm not counting off the top. I'm just I'm just spitting right. out a number. But yeah. right. But I mean, they can make a new one too. Like the ring chose him after one of them died. It can be a new yeah, a new that, lantern. You know, that was interesting, by the way, how how that came about. Did you watch the Crisis on Infinite Earths story? No. And how it ended, like at the end, uh, they had a little scene with John Diggle and this thing crashes onto Earth. It's a, it was just a tiny box. He, op- he picks it up and he opens it and it's shining green, but you don't see what it is. It's just green. But it's mm. like, that's not how Green Lantern rings arrive on Earth or anywhere. Right. They choose their their next candidate. It's like John right. Diggle of Sector twenty eight fourteen. Right, you have the ability to conquer great like, fear. <laughs> just the ring shows up, not in the package. Yeah, well, it shows up and it's floating and it speaks to them. Right, it doesn't like show up on a box and crashes on Earth or wherever planet and like he picks it up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's not yeah, how it, it works. It was weird. So, it was just strange. We'll see. So we know what they're alluding to, but. They're doing it different, which is fine because that Green Lantern movie was terrible. So just erase that from history and we're good to go with a new one. Um, Wonder Woman, Antonio Fora got a runtime revealed of two hours and 31 minutes. Makes me kind of happy. I'm watching it at home on my TV because I can pause and do what I need to do in between, you know, the long sit. Um, WB, on that same note, WB has announced that all of the 2021 films will be released in theaters and HBO Max simultaneously. As they always do, AMC writes a very angry letter. They are not happy. I, I mean, I understand they want movies to show. At the same time, how many other theaters are open? Are we going to have a bunch of screens showing it? It doesn't. It doesn't. It, their, their beef to me doesn't have doesn't have weight to it because there's almost nowhere to show a movie in a in a in, in a theater right now. At least not here in California. Uh, or, or if you go to San Diego, there right now movie theaters are open in San Diego. Not that we are condoning you going out to movie theaters because it's yeah, non-essential. Stay home. Uh, just stay home, honestly. Watch it at home. I mean, yes, this is a film that I would love to see in a theater. Um, would I go right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> so, same way I didn't go for uh, New Mutants. Although I'm kind of glad I watched that on TV at home. Uh, I wouldn't have really paid that much to see it in a theater, but you enjoyed it. So I did. It was, it wasn't bad. It was, but I think, I think the bar was so low for me for it that I actually had passed the, you know what I mean? Like it was like, okay, this is fun. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, there's a collider article that says there's a, a talking about or thinking about merging Disney plus and Hulu into one platform. Um, Disney Plus has like over 70, 70 million subscribers. Hulu's got over 36 million. So they're talking about like 110,000 million subscribers in, in a place. To me, that number might be high because a lot of us have both already. Mm. So I don't know if they're accounting for double people that already have both, right? Like you can't count me twice. I've had Hulu for 10 years. And I also bought Disney Plus. I didn't buy the package. I have them separately. Because I got the three-year Disney Plus for like four dollars a month. Yeah. Deal. Well, I mean, this article from Collider is just you know supposing that right this might be the case. It's but in the it's, rumor mill. It's crazy because this article comes out and every single 
entertainment news site is reporting it as if it were fact. And it's like, you guys don't even read the original source that it's from. Like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, that's why you have to dig. That's why we have to dig online like for truth and everything. Ugh, it's just annoying. But like, but I don't know. The idea that Disney Plus or Disney would merge both Disney Plus and Hulu into one platform, they would be losing essentially all that money that they're getting from two different subscription services. Unless they merge it and say, hey, this is they're combining and now this is the total cost for it. Yeah, and I mean, they have that deal right now. If, if there's a package deal. Disney Plus is like, what, $6.99 and $7.99 a month, something like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know because I'm not paying it. I have it for another two years still. Um, well, you paid a, a lump sum for it already. I paid like 150 bucks for three years. Yeah. It, was, it was a stupid low price per month when you did the math. Um, they have a deal where you can get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus for like 13 bucks a month. Right. So there is that. I don't know if they would make it a channel that you have to pay an extra subscription for to get the channel. Um, I, I don't know what they would do if they'd merge it into one, pro- like raise the price to 10 bucks a month and you get both. I, I, I don't I don't know what the, what the plan is. Well, the um, thing is, like most people would expect that if they're getting two services bundled into one. They expect to pay less for some reason, because that's the mentality that people have. They want more for less. But yeah. you know what I mean? I mean? You're, yeah, you're not going to you're not going to even get both for the four ninety nine or whatever it is. I can guarantee it. it's going to be more than that. Um mm-hmm. I mean, if I think Hulu is like eight ninety nine a month or something like that, and it's like twelve bucks a month for no uh, uh, commercials, mm-hmm. and I loathe commercials, so I pay the extra money for the no commercials <laughs> ad, yeah. uh, which I which I love. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know how they price it. Move to nine bucks a month for both of them. I mean, that's fine. It's like get one for free, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that what is Netflix now like? 17 18 bucks a month now they just raise their prices again mm-hmm. um so you know it'll still be under the under the market price i think which which is all that matters if if it ever happens you know it's in that being talked about or it, we've heard it's being talked about stage right right, right so right. rumor mill nothing confirmed but i can see it making sense um from a business standpoint you be more layoffs of course because they'd be able to cut jobs having them both under one umbrella so that could be part of the decision i don't know could be um anyways with that let's get into our topic um and we've both kind of done this at times i think and uh so why don't you introduce what we're going to talk about today it's like so sean tell me what you know about darth revan Probably not enough to give you a very good talk on this show. Oh, well, <laughs> you're not a real Star Wars fan then. Probably not. Uh, yeah. So if you don't know anything about the Old Republic, you're not a Star Wars fan. So that's, gatekeeping. That, that's what we're talking about today. We're yep. talking about gatekeeping. Yep. Um, and so it's this idea that, you know, the person that you're talking to for some reason or another feels like they are the authority on some fandom or whatever topic it is that you want you're you're really into and they basically tell you like you're only a fan if check this box check this Mm -hmm. box check this box check Mm -hmm. this box and it can be obnoxious you know i mean this is something that uh a lot of different fandoms are 
you know, deal with. Like if you are a fan of science fiction or fantasy or whatever, science fiction and fantasy in general, and you talk to someone about how you're a fan of science fiction and fantasy, and they mention Doctor Who to you, and you're just like, oh, I've never really wanted to get into that. It's kind of different for me. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm, I've always had a hard time really. I've sat never, and watched never an seen episode yeah. of Doctor Who, and I, I just can't get into it. It's not my yep. cup of tea. But I would be told, it's like, hey, you're not, you're not a true sci-fi fan then. You should and ask them like, if they've ever read a Ray, a Ray Bradbury book. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's very unproductive. Yeah. For, you know, as fans of a given medium, you yeah. know, it took, cause like the whole point of these mediums is to be like embracing each other and like, and enjoying the things that we love. Yep. Yeah. We, we, we deal with that in the cosplay community too, a lot, you know, sometimes people's, you know, people want, there's people that just do the costumes where they want to do them, people that do them like as screen accurate as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and both ways are fine. I mean, none of my vests for Punisher are from any of the shows. Right. Um, but I mean, my God, how many Punisher vests has he had in comics and in movies and in TV over the years? So, mm-hmm. you know, people don't really flinch at that one. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's all over the place. It's in it's in the cosplay community, of course. It's in the it's in the TV community, the, the film community, uh, the comic community, you know. Um, and we've all done it at some point, probably. You know, said something wasn't right because it wasn't done this. Or there's people wanting to see exactly how it was in the in the book, in the film, or in the film in the book. You know what I mean? So any mm-hmm. change to a character, change to a mythos, they get all pissed off and up in arms about. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah it doesn't produce anything productive <laughs> no it, it doesn't but you know i i kind of understand and sympathize sort of why gatekeeping is around and how it came about especially with geeky type fandoms and mm-hmm. and these different communities that we're part of because if you think about it and i've been thinking about this a lot you know because i i've caught myself being a gatekeeper at times too. Um, And, you know, there's a way to do it where it's very respectful Mm -hmm. and not, uh, not obnoxious. Mm -hmm. And there's a way to do it, of course, to be obnoxious. And we've, we've seen a lot of that, which is most of the time, which is most of the time that most people do it, (laughs) but I understand why people gatekeep. And here's, hear me out for a second. These, fandoms that we've all gotten ourselves into and you know become like something that's part of our lives let's take star wars as an example uh you know it's been around since 77 right yep but it, it, it like if you were to think about it now it's so part of the pop culture zeitgeist that you wouldn't think that you know that no one hates that, that a person would hate Star Wars or not like Star Wars, right? Uh, but there was a time, you know, you know, when we were growing up that, you know, if you liked Star Wars, people would call you a nerd. People would call you a geek. Oh, you yeah. Know? I, I grew, I was in, I was in elementary school when I first learned about Star Wars. And I had these, I had a friend, a few friends who were super into Star Wars and I'm still close to a couple of them now. Uh, and one of them was so into it 
that he could tell you all the different specifications of each of the different Republic vessels and even the Imperial vessels as well. He was that much into it. Wow. I had another friend who had different source books of Star Wars uh, at the time, and those were considered canon and now not really necessarily canon now. But the point is, they were super into it. What would people tell us? Because we were into something that we loved. Nerds. Yeah, nerds. Yep. Nerds. Yep. Bunch of nerds. So it's like you've got it, it, this whole idea of gatekeeping, I feel like was born out of that feeling of wanting to protect something that you really love. And now all of a sudden, Star Wars is for everybody. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. But now everyone is into Star Wars. And now for those of us who've been into it since the earlier days, now all these people are coming into it and act and and feel like Star Wars owes them now or for whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. But and those of us who have been with the franchise for X amount of years are now like, well, what the heck? Now all of a sudden you guys are into this? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a I'm a bigger Star Wars fan than you. So that's where kind of like I feel like that's where it was born out of. Yeah, it could be. It could be. But there's enough to go around for everybody, you know. I mean, no, I get that. It's yeah. one of those things. Um especially like especially something like Star Wars, which is just such a giant mythos. I mean, look at everything that came after the films, the novels, the books, the graphic novels, the comics, the TV shows now. Um not counting the holiday special, the original holiday special and the original Ewok special um, that they won't admit to ever doing. I mean, there uh, wasn't really much from that holiday special that was like super duper, like necessarily important, except for Life Day. That right. That's a true thing, Life Day. Life Day, yeah. And of course, that's where they got the, that's where they got the shotgun for uh, Mando. I mean, yeah, that's fine. So, you know. <laughs> And, so, and 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 Han and Leia singing, but okay, but yeah, I mean, mistakes have been made in the past, and it's just you know how it is. But yeah, I mean, it's there's enough where, I mean, and that's kind of where, to me, I don't read a lot of stuff like this, but I mean, that's where a lot of like the fanfic stuff comes in is from people that are like getting into it that know stuff or want to have a different take on it, right? And they're not necessarily into gatekeeping; they're into just enjoying the property, um, coming up with new stories. I know there's a ton. I haven't read much uh, of the fanfic in any of any genre, really. Um, but I have friends that read it all day, every day, just of various properties around, you know. And that's a way to that people enjoy. But people that are the gatekeepers wouldn't probably acknowledge that it exists, right? No, the gatekeepers are probably okay with fan fiction because they recognize that those people are writing it from the fact that they are super fans mm. and fan fiction is typically written in such a way that the writer is doing the research to make sure that it fits within a continuity the continuity mm. or whatever you want to call it okay um so i like no there's tons of fan fiction i don't read the fan fiction i don't know anything about star wars fan fiction or marvel fan fiction or yeah. manga fan fiction yeah but I think that's a really great creative outlet. I think some of these yeah. writers get discovered from writing their fan fiction. Yep. I have a friend and she'll be like, oh, I'm reading this fan fiction on like, it's a Harry Potter Avengers crossover. And I'm like, okay, what? Interesting. <laughs> She's like, it's really good. I'm like, I'll, I'll take, I'm not gonna just enjoy it. Have fun. That's, that's cool. Um, 
but there's all these mashups now in the fantasy world of like crossover properties mm-hmm. like that which is again you know it's creative it's interesting hey, hey yeah knock yourself out but Why i not? think yeah but I think the main thing is this whole idea of gatekeeping and telling people that you're not allowed to enjoy the thing that you enjoy because you're not at a certain level of fandom. I think that's wrong. Oh, of course. Yeah. I think that's wrong. But just understand that, you know, in the geek world, people flex on each other. So, you know, oh, you don't know this? Oh, let me tell you about this. And so then they go and start telling all, telling them all those things. Like I could tell you about like, you know, different parts of how the recent Mando episode connects to some of the expanded universe stuff some more. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm not going to say you're not a fan, Sean. I'm going to say like, right. I, I, I love talking about this stuff and like enlightening people who don't necessarily know all the intricacies and the things that connect yeah. because the things that I like that I gravitate to are essentially making those connections, you know, and yep. like, Oh, this dot connects to this dot and this dot connects to this dot. Yeah. Well, you have that science, the uh, scientist brain. Not, not, not even that. It, <laughs> I mean, it's not even that. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I just, I just get a kick out of connecting the dots. Like for, for the most part, like, you can like I like I started getting into DC comics uh, maybe like a few months ago, like at the start of the pandemic. And I've read so much and have started to connect so much between like different storylines. And then now with Scott Snyder doing this whole death metal storyline, mm-hmm. he's basically connecting everything from the past crises forward and saying that it all matters. And it's like, it's it's blowing my mind because it connects everything. He's writing it in such a way that it connects everything together. That's cool. Actually, there's been a lot of reading, reading and research on, on his part too. He'll do that, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's had to read everything, at least to some extent. Yeah. Um, whether it's outlines or the full stories, he's had to read a lot of stuff to be able to right. make sure he ties in everything. So that's impressive right. on that front, if nothing else. Like, you know, someone that takes the time and, and looks for all the nooks and crannies. Mm-hmm. Um, and fills them in and ties them together. That's that's not an easy task for a writer. No, you know, it's not. when you've had how many people have written over the years for each book, right? You have a, a ton. We couldn't name all the writers that have written for for Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman. Maybe somebody could, right? Name every single person that's penned those books, but not the not the average fan for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for him to take the time to go research that and learn that so that he could do this shows he either read them all as a kid and never stop, right? <laughs> or he's done some monumental research and going back and taking notes so he could write them into the future, mm-hmm. you know, and tie it all together, which is kind of, that's, that's actually really cool. Yeah. Because like cool. even, so uh, kind of losing my train of thought for a second, but I think that, you know, there's different levels of geekdom and fandom, but that, doesn't mean like if you're someone starting new i don't think that you should be told that you suck uh for not being super knowledgeable on something that you're just getting into yeah yeah and there's different levels of fandom not everybody's going to be not everybody who gets into something is going to be an expert and you know 
the entire history of of everything either yeah you know um just not everybody's cup of tea yeah uh it takes time to build a knowledge base like, yeah it, yeah you don't yeah. just like start reading star wars and auto automatically are an expert you know the, in all star wars like you don't know the 40 45 years of history of it right off the bat you know yeah um and again there's so much even just written about it you know and and in comics and novels and that kind of stuff that it would be mm. impossible at this point to read everything that's ever been written right from from a star wars uh base you know what i mean like right. like unless you've read like a lot of people probably don't know all the different unless you've watched all the shows you know and read all the books you're not going to know certain names that get dropped even in the, in the mandalorian right uh mm -hmm. kind of stuff back we'll get to that later um yeah. but yeah, yeah i mean there's it's such a deep i mean the same with marvel and dc there's how many years of history uh, 80 yeah. plus in both that no one's going to know every single character and every single storyline that's ever been been done. Yeah. Um, but there are tons of deep cuts if you are willing to find them. And that's what I get. That's where I get my kids. Yeah. Those, and those that's deep where the, cuts. That's where the internet is great. Because <laughs> you can deep, deep dive on the internet for hours. Well, I mean, you could do that. But I think I get a bigger kick out of actually reading the source material and oh, then yeah. when i see it it's just yep. like ah right yeah. there like i don't like reading bleeding cool articles where they try to like summarize things because a lot of times they miss shit too sorry well, yeah i apologize yeah but <laughs> i got a mark i got a mark with it with, with an advisory label now Adrian. <laughs> cursing on the show man you're like snoop dogg up here man <laughs> i mean you could edit that out you know if <laughs> no, you I'm want not going to, to. no nope. <laughs> we've said worse it's all good <laughs> but yeah so you could easily um not easily because reading a novel takes a lot takes time but i think i feel like you know for me i just i just read revan the mm -hmm. knights of the old republic novel uh last weekend i read it in two days it was that good i couldn't many, put it how down. many pages is it it was 350 pages i couldn't put it down it would take me a month at least <laughs> man i couldn't put that book that's down. Awesome. i'm telling that's you awesome. like i couldn't put it down because i have been following the character of darth revan since the original knights of the old republic video game mm. and his story is so 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 interesting um as one who wanted to lead the republic to fight the mandalorians during the uh early days of the mandalorian wars during the nights of, during the days of the old republic he disappears comes back and tries to take over the, the galactic republic as a sith and it's kind of like holy crap and then he, he he loses his memory and ends up being the savior of the galactic republic so his <laughs> his story comes full circle that's cool you know, he goes from jedi to sith back to jedi and becomes the savior and he, he goes down in as a as a legend essentially but yeah anyways i'm going off on a tangent here but i i loved that book it was so good um and so for me to be like let's going back to like that question that i asked sean in this more uh, earlier sean so can you tell me what you know about revan what you told me just now 
pretty much. <laughs> well, remember, before I, that, <laughs> before that, you, because you, I, because I'm not much of a gamer, so I wouldn't even seen him in the game when he first came out. Yeah. Right. I didn't. I don't think I played that game. I even owned it. It's um, so good. But yeah, you would be like your your response earlier was like I don't know anything. Yeah. And to which the proper response would be, oh, well, let me tell you about the story of Darth Revan. Yeah, and I've talked to a lot of guys. <laughs> that's one cool thing. Most people that I've met through cosplay, even though we deal with those issues, has been that way with me. Like they've they've they're not the ones people that I know aren't the ones that get up there and shake their fist, you know. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they educate. Yeah. If if you want to know, I'm just looking at I'm looking at photos of Darth Revan going, be a badass helmet to make for cosplay, mm-hmm. and that would be a fun one. Mm-hmm. And he gets mm-hmm. two sabers, a purple one and a red one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it would be it, it, the proper response is rather than chastising someone that they don't know something and saying well and saying that they're not a fan, instead should be well. Would you like to listen in on the on this story? I could tell you about Revan. He's and why he's one of the most interesting and most influential Jedi of all of galactic history. <laughs> Something That's like cool. that. You know I what like I mean? it. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm like so fixated on this helmet right now, dude. It's crazy. I was like, ooh, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> the cosplayer in me was like, ooh, I want that helmet. So cool. Um yeah yeah i mean and you know gatekeeping i think we've all done it i know we've even had talks before shows about topics like all right we're not going to go there because that's kind of gatekeeping in the in the of our own right so we try to we try to not do that we try to do the opposite we try to just talk about the depth what we things that we do know we try to bring them out and talk about mm-hmm. um and not in a we know this but you don't kind of that's not our has never been our mo or our our want mm-hmm. on, on the on this show I mean, I like to flex. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. I like to flex. We know. But <laughs> but yeah, you, there's a way to do it uh, nicely mm-hmm. in a way that brings people in. Mm-hmm. And then there's a way to do it where it's just completely obnoxious and kind of pushes people away. And that's what we don't want to do. Right. We want to bring people in. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's always the goal. Um so so listen to us yeah listen to our episodes at- yep <laughs> please go back and listen there's a lot of them now yeah 20 20 episodes before this um also side note we had a milestone in listens we have over a thousand listens now overall on our account thank you which is really cool so thank yeah thank you. you to the listeners for putting up with us for that many hours of listening <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of hours i mean you know it's a lot of about, listening man I, I, about a thousand hours if we're just gonna say on average yeah. our episodes are an hour long. I even had a couple friends send me their Spotify breakdown of the year. It's like your top, your top podcast, openly nerdy. I'm like, thank you. That's awesome. I like we're, yes. we're number one, at least at least one of my friends had us as number one. I was yes. like, that's sweet. I love it. I wasn't surprised because I know tell tell well. your friend to tell their friends to listen to us. Oh, she does. Yeah, they 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 do. So that's cool. All right. Um, so shall we, shall we, uh, shift gears? S- well, let's sign off on this topic first. Yeah. And so, that was the th- so be good to each other, guys. Be good to each other, especially yeah. with the holidays coming. Don't be jerks. <laughs> Don't be jerks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and thus we move into 
the Mandalorian now. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I think we're going to be talking about the Mandalorian until this season is over. Weekly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, and I, I, I tweeted this on my personal Twitter. Like I, I've said this three times this season now right and there's been six episodes best episode episode, ever best episode in the series (laughs) right it really and you know you think they get to this point and you're like all right they're not going to top that and then they go boom mic drop and you're like holy crap like this again was an episode that i watched made cup two of coffee watched again wait yeah i mean back to back I had a friend post, I'm not crying, you're crying. I'm playing this all day. <laughs> and he just watched it. Like, I have friends that just watched it multiple times just yeah. throughout the day. I'm worried the next episode might be sort of a lull compared to the previous episodes that we've been watching. But, you know, we've been wrong yeah, already. We've been wrong. Because but- we're going to see Bill Burr again, who we saw in the Prison Break episode last oh. season. And so he's going to spring Bill Burr out of jail because he's going to need him to get the kid. Although, I mean, they're assembling this massive team right now, right? I mean, not massive, but there's on this team and somebody at some site, one of the comic sites, but like Star Wars is building their very own Avengers team, right? No. And it's got like Boba F- I'm like more like the Expendables or like, yeah, or exactly. like a mercenary A-team. team, an A-team, A-team maybe. right? That's yeah. what I call it, the A-team of Star Wars because you have Fennec. I'm like, yes, she's still alive. Thank God. Um, you got Boba Fett. Boba Fett. You have Cara Dune. She might not get involved because. No, she's, she's involved. Well, at she, the end of that she, episode. Well, she did say like, there's only there's certain things that I can't do. Oh wait, well, well, that they're going they're going up against the the remnants of the Empire. So yeah, she'll get involved. She's in. That. in. Yeah, she's, she's in. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. She's just and, not going to help him spring what's his face from from jail and then you have (laughs) and then you have mando right and that leaves out if he goes back and gets uh bo katan and the night owls Mm -hmm. right which if you're fighting the imperials you know they're gonna throw in with them just based on based on being even though they're different feats of mandalore they're gonna based on history their their unity is you know their their thing mandalorians come together so it's just history yeah it's i mean to fight the empire the remnants of the empire it's setting up to be like a super team of people i'm just like oh and if and like and like if like ahsoka shows up again you know because the child is taken uh sorry grogu um is taken you know i mean everybody's gonna come out for this kid because everybody so far has really liked them i did love and we're getting into spoilers here a little bit right it's okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I'm just warning people in case they haven't watched it yet. Um, I laughed really hard as Mando said Grogu like six times in the first scene and Grogu. laughed every time he said it because it was just hilarious to him. Like that was like Grogu. the best. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to see if he responded. It was like, he was like so entertained by this name. And then the other thing I laughed pretty hard on when he called Ahsoka that nice lady. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, okay, that's just funny. Like, yeah, she was very nice, but like it's the Jedi. It's so you know her name, but he's like, oh yeah, that nice lady who attacked him when you first <laughs> yeah, saw him. Start. <laughs> but I mean, Sokatano, I'm here to bring, to talk to you. <laughs> he didn't. 
he didn't hold that against her, obviously. No, he didn't. No, right? Because he, he would have done the same thing in that situation. Someone as strange as in your area, you don't know if they're friend or foe. Yeah. And she didn't like strike to kill. I mean, you know, luckily his best guard can hold up against the lightsaber. His Mandalorian steel, yeah. as it used to be called. Badass. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, these episodes just keep building. I'm just like, every week I'm like, this can't be better than last week. Holy shit, mm-hmm. it's better than last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And this to me again was like a series high to me. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was even better than the Ahsoka episode. And that one like, like blew my mind. Well, this episode was definitely action-packed. Ahsoka's episode, uh, I loved also because of the cinematography. Yeah. It was very much a samurai film. Yep. As well as a Western. Did you did you notice, by the way, the actor playing the guy that I can't remember his name, but that the guy that Mando drew on at the end. Mm-hmm. He was in Tombstone. Uh, was he really? He, yeah, and he and he faced off with Val Kilmer at the end of that movie. That's funny. And it was the same way, like, you know, when Mando shot him, like, quick draw from the hip, and he twirled his gun and put it back in his, hip, in his holster. It was the exact same thing that, uh, that Val Kilmer did in, in Tombstone. <laughs> so we can guarantee that Filoni has seen Tombstone and as a oh, fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Val, uh, Tombstone, uh, sorry. Uh, Filoni is a fan of Westerns, yeah. clearly. And he's a fan of samurai films. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mando is clearly a throwback. A no, it's thro- it's a throwback to, uh, to oh my gosh, I am Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm-hmm. I don't know if if you're familiar with Lone Wolf and Cub. Lone Wolf and Cub is I've a heard it, but I haven't samurai seen it. series that was also a comic in Japan. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that it was a wandering samurai who found a child, and he's trying to bring the kid back to wherever he's supposed to go. And along the way, he meets other uh, samurai mm-hmm. who have contracts on him. That is definitely, definitely the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. And so like he clearly took influence from, and I think he's said this on a few, a few uh, interviews as well, that Mm. Lone Wolf and Cub influenced his writing for the Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. The writing in this second season has just been like above par of everything else that they've done, I think lately um mm-hmm. i saw an article the other day and this goes to probably a gatekeeper that said that the last two episodes of the mandalorian are better than the last five films of star wars i don't think that's gatekeeping i think that's just facts yeah i mean yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but i would say the whole series is better than pretty much the last like five films i mean it's it's my honestly my favorite of anything that's come out recently it- and there's nothing wrong with saying that uh, yeah. because the writing is just better. The characters are better fleshed out. Yep. You don't have someone who just knows everything and is all powerful right from the outset. Yeah. You see character growth. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, I think the advantage here in this season is we, we've had, I've only seen one name writing so far this season. That's been, that's been Favreau the entire thing. Um, uh, Filoni uh, wrote uh, the Ahsoka episode. Did he? Yes. I thought I saw Favreau's name on that too. But could be wrong. Um, I know he directed the Ahsoka episode. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's, the writing has just been crazy on it. Yeah. Um, there was a mistake though in the last episode. 
and I will tell you this. All right, go I for will it. Tell you the, I will tell you that one mistake that I caught, um, and that was Tython. Tython is a deep core planet. It's in the deep core, not in the okay. outer rim. So when Fennec said that the New Republic has jurisdiction over the outer rim, did she forget where she was or was that mm-hmm. written that way? Because the, the reason why we know that Tython is part of the deep core is because of previous material. It was referenced in the 2016 source book, The Force, uh, Force and Destiny. And it was also referenced in the Dr. Afra comics as well. In issue number 38, it was, it was mentioned. And then in issue number 40, they actually go to Tython. Mm. And there is a throne of Kyberite there. That's why she w- that's why they went there in the first mm. place. Got and it. also the possibility that the, the rebels were hiding out on Tython. But yeah, that was one of the, I think that was the biggest glaring mistakes I found from that last episode. Overall, everything has been amazing. Yeah. But yeah, that the fact that they said that Tython is in, in the outer rim, that's a that's mm. completely different places. But but I'm a little confused though. Okay. So, you know, in the beginning of the episode, you know how Mandalorian is talking to, to or Din Djarin is talking to Grogu and he's mm-hmm. talking about bringing the child back to the Jedi and he's looking as, at his Navi computer. Yes. There's, there's two things that are on his computer that caught my attention. The first was this flashing red dot and then this orange marker. Mm-hmm. And now Din Djarin says... See, that's Tython, but he doesn't point at either of those dots. So I was thinking, is the orange marker where Tython is, and then the flashing red is where their current position is? Because if that's the case, then they have the correct location for Tython in the deep core, because if you look at the computer, it's closer to the center of the galaxy. Right rather than where the flashing red dot is. But I think the flashing red dot is the traveling ship. That's what I would is assume. Where, is their location then. Yeah. So then, so then they have it right visually, but then Fennec saying that the New Republic has jurisdiction over the Outer Rim, that tells me, that kind of says that she's trying to allude that the, that Tython is in the Outer Rim, which is kind of wrong. Did she forget? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I stand corrected. You're correct. Filoni did write the Ahsoka episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Favreau has written six of the eight episodes. This next one will be has has been written by Rick Femi Femi Yua. Don't want to say that wrong. Femi um, Yua. Yeah. He's a director that's been around, I think, on season one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he was one of the pilots in that episode where they blew up the base after the prison break. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna in there among the among the one of the planes. Sure. Um, so he wrote the next one, but they haven't posted who, who the director was. So my guess is he may have directed it also. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Favreau I mean, wrote everything other Filo- than those two. Filoni will write, I mean, Ahsoka's his baby. Right. That's his character. He cr- he created her. So I I feel like it would make the most sense for him to write that story. Yeah, agreed. And and he did. So agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you were right. I stand corrected. Mm. But so I had, I had to and it. it's all good. It's all good. 
we're not gatekeeping here. Yeah, I just want to make sure. And I was like, oh, maybe he did. Maybe I missed it. Because I, I look at who writes, you know, and I've, I've just seen Favreau's name so many times. I just kind of lumped it all with him this season. Um, so. All good. All good. Yeah, good stuff, man. <laughs> and I'm yeah, sure the man. two of them talk about everything that's written either way. Whoever's name is on, I'm sure that they're, they're both involved in the process of, mm-hmm. of this thing that they've created. Yeah. I mean, also, how long do we get the reissues of all the all the uh, Star Wars merch that says the child? It's going to the same stuff and put Grogu and sell it to you again. Watch, it's coming. Oh it's yeah, coming. it definitely is coming. And <laughs> I'm gonna and I'm gonna be like, I'm good because I got the ones that say the child, first prints, first prints. I might want both. I want the first print of Grogu too. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I want the first print of Grogu. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's been it's been a fantastic season. Um that battle I'm just I'm really happy that Fennec is alive because even remember when we talked about it last year. I'm like they couldn't have brought her in for five minutes and actress is that good. Mm-hmm. I mean not when and killed her after five minutes of screen time. It does that doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, they kind of hinted at her return, even though we didn't really think much of it. Uh, and we see it in the in the previously on snippets that they showed, because right. uh, we totally forgot that there was someone standing over her body after she, after she you know bit the bullet. You know what I yep. mean? The fet. So we didn't know it was fet, but now we know it was fet. Uh, yep. But I think that foreshadow. I think they were foreshadowing that to begin with, but we all were just kind of like, no. <laughs> yeah. We just we focus on the trauma that's right in front of us at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of cool. Like she's half cyborg now. She opens her she opens her stomach up, and there's all these like machines in it, right? So like, all right, yep. that's cool. Um, By the so way, she, oh wait, sorry, go ahead. Go sorry. for it. No, no, go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I was gonna say Hurry. so she, she's indebted to Boba Fett basically in perpetuity for saving her life. Oh yeah, life debt definitely. There's so she's debt. his she's his like ally and asset now. I wouldn't say asset, but she owes him a life debt well, for sure. Kind of like, kind of like how Chewie owes Han a life debt as well. So, you don't. I don't think life debts are necessarily something that you know people have to give another person for saving their life. But I know right. that I know that Wookies, that's part of their culture, uh, and it may be something that's part of Fennec's code. Like someone saves right. her life. She owes them a life debt. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, it doesn't mean that they're their slave. No, that's yeah. completely different. Right. It's just right. that it's like I owe you. Like you saved yep. my life. So you're yep. I'm your friend for life, basically. <laughs> yep. Oh, the other holy S moment for me mm-hmm. was the razor crest bl- blowing up. Mm. I was like, seriously? I just bought the damn Lego set. Now it's now it's not even in Star Wars anymore. Come on, man. Oh, he'll get it again. He'll get it back. But he'll get you a new ship, and they're gonna make a new, watch. It'll be a new ship. It'll be a bigger, better ship. <laughs> what about the dark troopers taking Grogu? Oh, Was man. that not a, a a holy s moment? Like who oh who called who called dark troopers? Who called dark troopers? <laughs> my friend sent a sent me a snap of her their family watching it together with her two little kids, and her son is screaming, "Baby Yoda, baby Yoda." And her daughter's like sobbing in tears audibly as the troopers are now like, I was like, is, is she crying? She's like hysterically. I'm like, oh my God. 
so traumatic for the kids watching the show. I mean, the episode was called Tragedy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, we're about to see, like, the most epic battle of proportions that we've seen in Mandalorian yet. Probably in two weeks. I'm not going to say this weekend. It's going to be the lead up. This ride is going to be, like, assembling the team, springing the guy from jail again, and possibly bumping into Bo-Katan and or Ahsoka um, to, Maybe. Just get that, to just get that extra group of people in there. They may, uh, they may run into each other or they might run into each other in the last episode because they'll like, they'll be storming Moff Gideon's light, uh, Imperial light cruiser yep. and Bo-Katan will be there. It's like, Whoa, what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm here to get my dark saber back. And it's like, all right, well, we're here for the same thing pretty much. Or she's here to hijack the plane again. Like she did the last time and steal all the equipment. Cause we know they're like getting the, you know, they take the ships and get all the guns. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's going to be an epic. I really hope we see Ahsoka and Bo-Katan again in this season um, and in many seasons to come. They're such, they're such good characters. Um, and they played so well on screen, man. They just, it was just perfect on both of those uh, episodes. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping they show up for the finale at minimum. Uh, they may, they may, we, I, I, I would be okay with them not showing up. Same. Because but you know we're going to see him again. This is Din's story and, you know. Yeah. But who knows? We'll, but we'll we're going to see him again at some point. You know we are. Yeah. I mean, as we've, as we've already learned, The Mandalorian isn't necessarily a show about just The Mandalorian. It is a show about the greater, his greater role in the galaxy. Yep. So... Uh, there, you know, there was something that I was talking about. I think on our first spoiler cast episode, was it the first one? Or no, probably two weeks ago. No, it was two weeks ago where we were talking about how episode the, four. Yeah, the cloning facility and all that other mm-hmm. other stuff. So I've been thinking about this a lot more lately, and I totally forgot about the point that J.J. Abrams had basically said that. Emperor Palpatine's body, the Emperor Palpatine that we saw in Return of the Jedi is a clone. Right. Was a clone. Yep. Right? And so this has been confirmed by Disney also in in source material and that that is canon. So that Palpatine we saw in Return of the Jedi is a clone. Now follow me for a second here. If that is a clone, that means Palpatine already essentially figured out the cloning process for himself Mm -hmm. to make bodies for himself to put and to force transfer essence transfer into those bodies. And so that plot thread is, is already connected to episode nine. Yep. Essentially. Uh, And so he's already perfected cloning for him, for his purposes. So that means that everything that I was talking about for episode four with the cloning facility and generating clo- uh, forceful beings is something new. It does mm-hmm. not tie to episode nine at all. Hmm. It shouldn't because Palpatine already has his cloning facility mm-hmm. and, his, and his clones already figured out. His is perfected. Why would he need another cloning facility here to make forceful beings? Not mm-hmm. only that, it's this it's a situation of 
the remnants of the empire, like these different pieces, not knowing what each other is doing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, in a way, they're almost like different terror cells. Not yep. each each cell doesn't know what the other cell is doing. Right. Yeah, they're independently operated. Exactly. So, so if we're following that logic, then what Moff Gideon is working on is a separate project. So, mm-hmm. what is that project that he's working on? Mm-hmm. Now, is it tied to the the Dark Trooper project? Because we've seen Mark One Dark Troopers now. There's Mark Two and Mark Three from the Legends material, mm-hmm. and those Mark Mark Two and Mark Three, he starts to like put. Um, I'm not as clear on it as, as I as I used to be, but he works on putting forceful type uh, characteristics into them. Which is probably why he wants to kidnap the child. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that, but then there's also the idea from heir to the empire as well, and Thrawn also clones forceful beings as well, mm-hmm. hmm. and so. We already we've talked about this many times, and Filoni loves to pull in old legends material and make them canon. Yeah. And, but on top of that, he has been quoted in interviews on multiple occasions saying how much he loves the character of Grand Admiral Thrawn, and that Grand Admiral Thrawn is his is one of his favorite Star Wars characters, and that Timothy Zahn is one of his favorite writers from mm-hmm. the old expanded universe. Star Wars and also current canon Star Wars because he's written all the books on Thrawn for the current canon as well. Yep. So I have a feeling there might be some plot there that plot thread oh. is gonna get you know pulled on a little bit in the next the couple episodes. Is, name has been dropped. I think we at minimum see Thrawn at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Moff Gideon reveal at the end of the first season. Mm-hmm. Just my just my prediction. I, I think um, it'll be I think it'll be less than that. I think it'll just like it, it'll be like a shot in, of one of the star destroyers hanging out at the outer rim at the edge of the unknown regions and the outer rim of the galaxy, and then it'll pan in and zoom in to the bridge, and one of the lieutenants or whatever is gonna walk up to some guy in white with his back turned to the camera and she'll be, she'll just be like Grand Admiral Thrawn, we found them. And then he'll just turn around and look and that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think we're going to get a tease of it in some way. It's not going to be a huge thing this season, but we're going to, it's, we know it's going there. Yeah. We know it's going there because you don't drop a name like Thrawn and don't have it go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Just one of those things that doesn't happen. You're not going to drop that big of a name. Um, and then Mith- just leave it to die. Mithron Ro- I can't I can't pronounce his name. His his full chis name. Because he's from the Myth family. But his full name is like Mithron Ruodo. I can't pronounce it. I'm not even gonna try. I just Googled it and I'm like, yeah, Grand Amalthron is what I'm going with. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's from the Chiss ascendancy. Yeah, that's a crazy. Which is an name. emp, which is a galactic civilization that exists in the unknown region. So he's from the unknown regions originally, but you know who else was in the unknown regions? The Sith Empire. <laughs> and the throne. Yeah. So the thing is about the 
the Chiss Ascendancy, they actually participated um, in that conflict between the Sith Empire as well and the Galactic Republic of the mm. old Republic. This is legend stuff now. But Timothy Zahn throws a throwaway line in his book about that that conflict. So it's kind of like, ah, ah, he's, 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 he's writing it in himself. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging the old Republic. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's going to get good. I mean, it's already good. It's going to get better. <laughs> Just hard to imagine. Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, I think it's time to shift gears and move into our, what we like to read this week, our full list. So I think we're creeping up on our hour marker here or more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to go first? Sure. I'll go first. That way I have something that a couple things here. I know we have a lot of crossover this week um, mm -hmm. in our picks. I'm going with Stranger Academy number six because Scotty Young and I'm buying it. And he's mm -hmm. fantastic. This series has been just great. Are I think you caught I'm up? One, I think I'm one behind still. So I got to get on it. I, I've been. What was the last of, thing you you remember seeing? Reading. Dude, I can't even remember. It's been like a month and a half. <laughs> I, I'd have to go back and look again. Um, you know, I don't Come keep a lot on, of stuff man. in Come my on, head. Man. You got you got to you got to get on it, man. My memory for this <laughs> stuff is bad. But that's why I, you know, my memory for the stuff that I read is really bad. Um, and sword number one. That's interesting, mm -hmm. too, because, you know, I like I'm. I like all those kind of things. So, and they alluded to it a little bit in Ages of Shield, you know, the sword kind of tie in. And they're, I think they're going to go there with this, with the next series of films and Marvel too, mm -hmm. uh, being that they're going more galactic. We've seen kind of what could be sword tease at the end of Captain Marvel with the scrolls in the, in the base, you know. Um, that was at the end of Far From Home. Far, sorry, Far From Home. Mm -hmm. uh, threw me off because they were from Captain, you know, they had the scrolls from Captain Marvel in there. So mm -hmm. it just threw me off for a second. I, I'm just going to let you know that this sword book is not going to be related to that oh, I'm, in I'm fully any aware. way. I'm fully aware. This I know is, the I know the openings of sword. The, I've read the, some of the older stuff. No, but I mean, this is related to the Reign of X yeah. aspect of the X-Men now at this point. So Dawn of X ended with Ten of Swords. And sword number one is oh uh, oh oh uh, it's not the same sword. No, it is. It is. They've taken like the X Men are now essentially the protectors of Earth at this point because okay. they've taken taken a, taken control of the sword uh, station Got above it. Earth. Okay, interesting. Well, I love the X Men books, so that's it's cool. I'll have a new one to read there. And you know, Abigail Brand is like half mutant. Yep. So. Yep. And then my last one for the week is the Archie Christmas Spectacular 2020, just because it's it's Archie and it's going to be a fun Christmas kind of thing to just read and relax on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, those are my those are my three for the week. Nice. I think. How about you, Adrian? What's going on? I've got Strange Academy number six as well. Yep. Uh, it has been great. I'm not going to spoil anything because I know that you're reading it. But I will say that uh, they've introduced a new uh, group of villains, hmm. if you will, and you kind of you find out that one of the kids is the one, 
Uh, and that's all I will say. I won't tell you who it is, but uh, it, it's been it's been great because of how Marvel is expanding this magical realm, and just not with the characters that we're already familiar with, like Doctor Strange, but with a brand new set of uh, young magical users uh, in the vein of Harry Potter in the mm -hmm. Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's been so good so far. And the writing is quite fun as well. It's not a, it's not a slog to get through uh, with tons of uh, information being dumped on you. Yeah. Uh, I'm also excited for Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Flashpoint number one. Uh, so this whole series of Dark Multiverse tales from DC has been great. They've been revisiting a lot of their old, older events or previous events and telling it in such a way where things just go badly instead of the heroes winning or succeeding things fail and it, it falls in line with this idea of the dark multiverse where things get twisted and messed up however these versions of these universes where it's dark and failures they never are supposed to make it to the main universe but we're getting to see a glimpse of them and it's kind of it falls in line also with uh dark knight's death metal and dark knight's metal as well for that matter so we get to see those different dark multiverse versions of these stories um i'm also excited for crossover number two uh which is number two of donny kate's independent book uh and it's been a lot of fun so far actually um, it's been set up for that first issue. So I'm really excited to see what he does with number two. And then sword number one, I mentioned earlier, it's uh, part of the reign of X uh, at the end of 10 of swords. I'm wondering how they're going to get into it because right now uh, the King in black just started. And so yep. null, the God of symbiotes has made his way to earth and it's just, it's kind of a mess right now, but the X-Men are, are assisting. So I'm wondering if S.W.O.R.D. is going to be part of that in some way to fight um, this this uh, incursion, essentially, from Null and his symbiotes. Nice. And then lastly, I'm excited for Juggernaut number four um, because we're starting to find out how, how uh, Kane Marco got his new suit. And we know that... Uh, it's been fashioned from the uh, crimson bands of Sidorak as opposed to the crimson gem of Sidorak. Nice. Nice, right. man. Yeah. That's a lot of reading ahead. I mean, I'm kind of behind, to be honest. I've been reading a lot of, a lot more novels lately, like Star Wars novels. Like I said, I finished reading Revan. I'm in the process of reading uh, Thrawn Ascendancy. Chaos Rising, nice. because I just want to get more of a background on what Timothy Zahn has been working on more recently that's within current canon. I mean, at this point, Thrawn, anything written, anything about Thrawn is required reading. <laughs> if you're, if you're really going to die, like go off the deep end and, you know, look for those deep cuts, like this is the way to go. Um, so I've been spending a lot of my time with the novels and which is why I'm super behind on my comic book reading. Yeah. I was doing much better with novels at the beginning of 
of COVID and I kind of fell off and that I was trying to read more actual books. Um, and I kind of, yeah, I need to get back to that again. Mm-hmm. So I feel you. Anyways, that brings us to the end of this episode once again. So thank you guys for listening, guys and gals for listening. And um, remember to subscribe to the podcast and listen wherever you listen. Uh, so follow us on our social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, keep reading and watching. And until next time, stay nerdy, my friends. <laughs>